Hey everybody, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show, the Chase Drivers Live Show here on Creative Live. I am honored to be in your ears, as I always am. My favorite thing to do is record the podcast for you. And today's show, we're going to talk about reflection because it's an important time of year. We are ending the calendar year, which if uh, you're anything like me and 99% of the people that I run around with, whether you're into it seriously or you just pretend or some way, shape, or form, you are commenting about what you did and didn't do, what goals you met or did not meet in the previous calendar year, and what you're going to do different for the coming year. And I like this time of year in part because of this moment, but I got to add some extra context why. It's, it's widely known that most people make, quote, New Year's resolutions, end quote, and botch it. Like there's something, there's some stats that say like we're within two weeks or something like that. Uh, some huge percentage of people have already coughed up, rolled over, given up on their dreams for the coming year. Um, that's not the way I roll. And you know what? I think one of the reasons you listen to this podcast is because you don't want to roll that way either. And so what I'm trying to do in this show, and I want to reference a show that we did a year ago, basically the same week a year ago, um, it was around uh, habits, uh, and it was a reflection on seven daily habits that I do to um, rock it. And that uh, a short URL, if you want to go back and listen to that, is it's got a short URL called cr8.lv slash seven habits. And that talked a lot about reflection. And when I re-listen to that, as I usually do a couple times during the year, um, when I get into a funk, I go back and listen to my own work, try and eat my own medicine. Um, having done that, to me, there was a really important missing element that I want this particular episode to capture, and that is the specifics around what I do when I look back at this time of year on the previous year and how I map it to the things that I want to accomplish in the coming year. So I believe that there is a ton of information out there for you that I've talked a lot about it, um, other episodes of the show that talk about goal setting and how to break it down and make them bite-sizable and accomplishable and all the ubbles. Um, so I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this period specifically of reflection, looking backwards, what you do to break down what worked and what didn't work, and then what are some specific things that you do to make yourself more successful. So when we think about reflection, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good. You know, and overall, I don't love specifically New Year's resolutions. I like picking up habits when I feel like I need the change. It's not like I'm going to be there on uh, on August uh, 29th saying, you know what, I want to make this change in my life, but I'm going to wait until December 29th to figure it out. So taking all that in context, um, I'm suggesting that you put your, um, your ears on now and focus on the specifics that I'm going to get into around reflection on the year that we've had. Now, you, you can think about it in terms of learning from your past. And I'm sure there are times in your life where you're like, I am not sure why I'm going through this right now. What did I deserve to, for, to have this experience? And the reality is, if you can zoom out enough, 
you can usually connect the dots. You can look backwards in your life and say, ah, I had to date this person and then that person in order to find my current partner, or I needed to stumble here or go through this uh, this hard thing in life so that I could become stronger and now do the thing that I'm doing here. So I do love the ability for us as humans to connect the dots because it helps, you know, looking backwards because it helps make a little more sense of where we are now and to be able to apply that to make change in the future. If anything, when you look backwards, hopefully you can say, ah, that reminds me that energy is required to manufacture real change. So assuming you can use this particular time to draw some energy, um, let's talk about uh, the things that I specifically do. And I, again, have borrowed this from lots of different traditions and lots of different friends. Most of the friends that I'm borrowing this stuff are on the podcast, on the show here, and or on Creative Live. So there's there's, this information is available um, in great depth and detail, if you want it, you can just search the archives and, and um, play back some familiar faces um, and voices, if you will. But here's basically what I do. I like to like spend some real time. Like I, I put a day on the calendar, like, okay, cool. When I'm up at the cabin or I try and get a little bit of downtime over the holidays with family, I will literally say, let's, I'm going to set aside, you know, four hours to just to do this actual reflection exercise. So there are a handful of things. I've got a very small list that I go through and it's quite simple, um, but it is, hey, what went really well last year? Another thing is what did not go well? And again, I'm just making a loose list here while I'm doing this. And if you're in the car or on a run or whatever, you can say, okay, I can, I'm grasping this. Um, What should I keep doing? What should I stop doing? And I use this information and I cross it with how I did on my goals, how I did or did not do on my goals. And then I use all that information to reshape what I want to do in the coming year. So I try and separate these a little bit. I I spend a lot of time on the reflection part and then I'll park that information And then I will set goals in part based on my new aspirations and what was working and what wasn't. So uh, specifically, I like to write these things down, but I also like to think about them for some time in order to, when I sit down for this four hour thing, it's not the first time I'm beginning to think about it. I start dreaming about it as it becomes close to the end of the year. Um, And I also, as you know, I track habits. Actually, I track 10 um, and so I've, I, I have a sense of how I'm doing on these behaviors and it's not a mystery. I've said this quite a bit. I use an app called habit list. Um, I think it's either maybe three or five bucks. Oh my God, blasphemy. Um, but I'm happy to pay that. And, uh, so it, again, it helps me orient in this particular moment, but here's what I do. I'm going to give you some specifics about how I think about actual goals that I actually had for 2018. Um, So one of these goals was to do a thing, and I'll just go, uh, here are a couple goals that I actually hit, and then I'll also talk about a couple that I missed. So for me, a goal that came up partway through the year was that I wanted to start journaling in the morning three times per week. 
And that was a goal that I didn't have starting, you know, fresh in January. It came up mid year. You know what's going to be helpful? Like, I need to start writing some things down, processing some. Uh, some emotions, some visions, some goal setting, some of that stuff on a smaller daily basis and get a, you know, I used to have this, uh, a writing voice that was really clear back when I was doing the blog in 2000, what would that be? 2005 through, I mean, I still have it. It's reasonably active, but I'm like once a week when I do a show versus like writing thoughts and writing for an audience on a daily, weekly basis. And I missed not having that sort of writing voice. So I wanted to reclaim that. And that came up for me in the middle of the year. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to start journaling about three times a week, sometimes two, sometimes three. And I was successful in picking that up mid year. I just started writing the way that I, I did that was I, I started setting my alarm very, very early. I was inspired by uh, Jocko. I was inspired by Ryan Carson, my good friend and the CEO of Treehouse, um, who's been getting up at 4.30 in the morning to uh, help his dreams in life come true. I was inspired by that, so I started setting my alarm. If I would normally set it for six, I started setting it for five. Um, it created a little more space in my morning, and I was able to successfully start a morning journal routine. Um, another thing that I was successful at, and this is literally how I do it. Like again, what worked, what didn't. Um, so another thing for me that was successful was, um, this is a goal that came at this time last year. So I started it the first week of January in 20, 2018. Um, and that was doing a thing that I called that Kate and I called our Sunday walk and talk. Um, now I just been on the road like a crazy person over the past couple years, um, more than usual. And, uh, I had, because of this travel and because of, you know, work stress and all the things that happen in day-to-day -day life, I felt like I wasn't as present for my family, wasn't as present for Kate. And we talked about, uh, and again, we are, we have a rock solid relationship, but, there's this sort of a depth. We got in a little bit transactional, like, hey, what's your work day like? Where are you going to go? Okay, I meet you here, and then you'll call me at noon. And versus like, hey, what's actually going on for you? And there was uh, a desire. We, we shared this and, and talked about it. We, we do our goal setting usually together at the cabin over the new year, a um, few days around New Year's. And we talked about, you know what? What would actually, what if we set aside some time and said, this is our walk and talk? We didn't always walk but we always talked. Um, and and the, the specifics there, we wanted to talk not superficial, like what's going on for us? How are we doing? How are we most importantly, how are we feeling? What's your headspace like? What, you know, are you, what are you afraid of? What are you excited about? And so we just put a habit that we wanted to track called Sunday walk and talk. And we hit that and we hit it 70% of all Sundays throughout the entire year. And that includes times where I wasn't around Sunday or occasionally we fudged it and we did it on a Saturday or a Monday. But the point is it, it worked and it worked because we set a very specific goal and we measured that goal. And now here we are one year later and I can legitimately say that for all the strength and the robustness in our relationship, there's actually a connection there right now because of this habit that wasn't there before. 
All right. So there's a couple of things that, you know, the, the morning writing exercise and journaling, the, um, the Sunday walk and talk with Kate. Um, now let's talk about a couple that I did not hit again. So this is just this survey of the year. What went well, what didn't go well, what should I keep doing and what should I quit? So something that didn't go as well, uh, something that I wanted was I wanted to travel a little bit less. Now, just the time and the place I am in life and the the job that I have. And don't get me wrong, I love to travel, but I wanted to travel less. And the ways that I thought about doing and doing that were um, by being more efficient with my travel, you know, bunching, if I had to go to New York, you know, put things together in the city of New York so that I could come back to New York less frequently. Um, obviously flying back between Seattle and San Francisco, the creative live offices all the time. Could I get more efficient there? Could I, you know, take less international trips or just do the annual London or Asia or whatever I had to do? How could I be more um, intelligent around booking that travel? So for the previous about five years, this might um, blow your mind away, but I have flown an average of 2.54 flights per week. That's right, per week. And so going into 2018, I wanted to, I just had a goal to be better, to beat 2.54. And I just did the calculation and I blew it. I flew 3.05 flights per week this year. So, um, I don't yet have a, um, I haven't beat myself up up for that. I haven't, there's no, no, um, there's no more negative self-talk, but what I have done is made some changes in my personal and professional travel schedule such that I believe I will be able to do much better in 2019. So this is a goal that I'm carrying forward into the new year and, um, if you ask why would I want to travel less, it's not just to be closer to my friends and family. Um, it's that it's, it's hard on you. And it, it gobbled up an estimated about 15 hours of week in sort of transit and not ideal work time. I do like to work on planes, but so there's a little bit of a why, why that I want to travel less, not just for no reason, but because again, I wanted to get time back, reclaim some health, reclaim some quiet space in my brain. Um, so I didn't do it, but what have I done in the last, I would say four weeks, I've set up a handful of changes, um, around my work schedule such that I'll be going back and forth between Seattle and San Francisco a whole lot less. So I'm banking that because of a behavior change that I am tracking, that I will already, I'm already set up to do better in 2019. Again, this is, this is what went poorly for me. What do I want to stop doing and what is the thing that I'm going to do to get better at it going into the new year? So that was a, a, a thing that I whiffed on and what I was thinking about it and what I'm doing to change it. And I'd bet all the marbles in my marble jar that I nail it. And so I'll, I'll be checking in probably on a quarterly basis and, you know, reminding myself, hey, good job, Chase, you're doing you're doing it better. Another thing that I missed this is a little more whimsical than sort of big life flying around the globe stuff. But I missed, I had a goal of doing a, being able to do a freestanding handstand. Somewhere between 10, 20 seconds where I could just hang out there, do a handstand 
And why might you ask or why you're saying, why do you want to do a handstand? Because for many years I had chronically dislocating shoulders. I had to have a full rebuild. And so my shoulders were um, compromised and it made me do things like have to stop surfing. Um, I really, uh, I was limited in some of the activities. I don't ever want to be limited physically for, I want to stay physically fit for as long as possible. That's a big signal for me for freedom. So I was like, you know what, anything that makes me have to stop surfing or doing anything that I love that's in the physical world, um, I want to fix that. So I wanted to get strong and I, I had been making progress over the previous couple of years. And I was like, you know what, if I'm doing handstand, a freestanding handstand, that's a sign of strength and power and agility and the things that I want to be able to do. So last year I said, just to be able to do a handstand. And by the end of the year I was doing handstand pushups, but that was leaned up against a wall. So this year I said, you know what? I want to be able to do a freestanding handstand just with no one touching me, helping me out. Just that is awesome. And you know what? I whiffed and here's why I whiffed on this particular goal. The, the habit that I, again, we don't want to just set goals. We want to set habits that align with goals. So I thought, okay, great. The way that I got stronger in my shoulders when I was able to do a handstand up against a wall and do handstand pushups was because I was going to the gym. So I set a goal for the number of times I would go to gym uh, two times a week. Now I, I just said, okay, great. I'm going to keep doing that going into this last year. And I'm going to try and do freestanding handstands, but you know what? It turns out that my my behavior was not specific enough because I actually went to the gym two times per week, 76% of the weeks. Now, again, I'm using an app called Habit List to track this, and it just told me 76% of the time I got two workouts in. But here's what I did wrong. My habit was not specific enough. My habit, if I wanted to do a freestanding handstand, shouldn't have been go to the gym and work out. It should have been practice a freestanding handstand. This is, I'm trying to reveal to you my, uh, how dumb I can be sometimes, um, but also how human and vulnerable here. I've set the wrong goal. Shame on me. But you know what? Guess what my goal in 2019 is going to be? Mm-hmm. It's going to be, did you practice a handstand twice a week? So I've already changed that. And I'm, you know, this time next year, I'll be walking all on my hands. You might even, when you see me walk across the stage somewhere, I might even be on my hands. So the point is this, the point is that this time, this particular week every year, and this has been very effective for me to make some of the biggest changes in my life to accomplish some of my biggest dreams and my biggest goals. I'm using some smaller stuff here, um, but I've done this in, you know, launching the best camera iPhone app. I've done this in getting creative live off the ground. I've done this with some big, big things and small things, and it works just the same. Look back, what went well, what didn't go well, what behaviors should I continue doing? What should it, what, what, what behaviors should I quit? And what behaviors can I add in order to cross pollinate them with my goals and get my new direction? Okay. So those are some specifics. Now I want to talk a little bit more generally about some other goals that may or may not be for you, but they are types of goals and they are types of reflections that I think may be helpful to you. Um, one that I used to do a lot, I found it incredibly valuable and especially as a, a freelancer, if you are um, a freelance, freelance uh, creator or entrepreneur, um, I used to do a thing where I would review my clients at the end of every year 
just literally go, you know, I'd print out a sheet from my, uh, my invoices or whatever, and who, you know, it listed all of the people that I made money from that year. And I would go through and say, who was, you know, like I'd make rank them low awesomeness, medium awesomeness, or high awesomeness. And that was basically who I wanted to keep working with. And it gave me an indication of who I might want to stop working with. And every year I would basically draw a line through between 10 and 20% of my clients. Usually the lowest performers are the ones that sometimes it was someone who I made a lot of money from, but they were a pain in the ass to make that money. And this process of reviewing your client relationships um, can be very effective because who took up a lot of your time, who where it didn't pencil out or who didn't bring you joy. Um, and you know, you presumably you do the kind of work that you are doing because you want to make money, but you also want to enjoy the work. And when you review your clients, that helps you shape where you want to be going. Um, I'm just giving this again, we're in the general section here. It's just some, some things that have worked for me in the past. I also like to review key relationships in my life, whether that is a trainer or a therapist or a physician or a mindfulness coach. Um, or, you know, close friends or work associates that I end up spending a lot of time with. Um, what are key relationships? What changes would I want to make there? Again, whether you're crossing these people off your list because they're not in service of your highest, best self. Um, if you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, it's pretty good deal to review who you're spending time with and are you getting value and joy and um, support for, from those folks. So, you know, for example, um, look back at the trainer. Oh yeah, my trainer was awesome. I want to keep working with that trainer because they're, you know, providing structure and vision and, and, you know, the day-to-day tactics and goals in order to become stronger or whatever. Hey, my freestanding hand set aside. Okay. Um, so again, review relationships, uh, review your spousal or your partner relationship. If you are in a relationship, And is there, this is not to like cross this person off your list. This is to like, what would I do? What would I want to do? What could we do perhaps together to strengthen our connection, our bond? Um, You know, this, for example, I gave you earlier, the thing that I wanted to do with Kate when we're traveling a lot is like, I wanted to have that deep, deep connection around non-superficial things. And so it was through asking this question that I'm asking right now, like a review of your partner or spousal relationship that led me to create that habit and change. Um, Let's see a couple of other ones, or just again, in general review, where, what were you doing when you were the most joyful and or the most stressed? So how can you either cultivate those things, the joy, or minimize the stresses? And again, we're looking to change behaviors. I think having a goal is great, but when I have a goal, I try and always create a behavior that's in service of that goal. If I want to, I'm going to make this up, if I wanted to sell a million dollars of widget X, it wouldn't just be to sell a million dollars of widget X. I do like the goal to say that, sell a million dollars of widget X, but I like to create a habit that is in line with that goal. And the habit would be to, you know, spend, you know, 30 minutes. This is not a real thing, but it'd be and spend 30 minutes every day calling my top five prospects or whatever the thing is. Fitness is another huge thing. Um, I, I'm an advocate of personal fitness because it, it creates freedom. Um, 
and I'm an advocate of health and longevity and personal wellness. So um, fitness goals are another thing that I like to review. And I'm sure that you can come up with five or 10 others. The point is this. I'm going to try and sort of summarize. What Right now, what we want to be doing, like why do this exercise at all? Because pausing and reflecting at specific junctures, I think it's great to be able to be picking up new things along the way. But if we're always looking backwards, if we're always redoing, if we're always reviewing, if we're always judging our performance, if we're constantly doing that, A, it's going to hurt your neck because you're going to be looking backwards too much. B, and more importantly, it's like you want to spend as much time as you can looking forward, not dwelling on your mistakes. You want to be in the present and thinking about your goals, not so much looking backwards. But if you do, of course, we need to learn, right? We need to consistently be learning. I'm just trying to compartmentalize that learning and looking backwards for, you know, at a couple of times a year. If, you know, some, there's some major thing that goes down that I'm not feeling good, then I'll eh, stop everything. Let's, let's review here. Um, but I also, again, I try not to do that during the year. I try and package it for this time of year. It does. It's natural inflection point in, in the year, the calendar year. So this is a way to create long-term stamina. If you're always scattered, looking forwards and backwards in the present, um, I think it creates a lot of unnecessary stress and pain and change, um, not where change is valuable. Um, so look backwards, see what went well, what didn't go well, what should you keep doing, what should you quit doing. Use that information to say how did you do against your other goals and to create a framework for some new things. Now, once you have that goal framework, derive from your goals a set of behaviors, a set of habits. I have put together a set of 10 habits that I track on a daily basis. But again, what I'm trying to do is cultivate behaviors. So look at your goals, derive from that a behavior, um, and start going. It's it's fine to just tweak that stuff along the way. I've been tweaking um, a set of behaviors for about uh, a number of years now. Some things that I leave on my list of 10 things that I do every day because they are not yet automatic. Most of the time when something is so automatic for me, I can remove it from my daily habits because it's just so ingrained. And so I'm always kind of tweaking a little bit. I'm usually adopting one or two new behaviors each year. <sighs> so again, I gave you that uh, URL at the opening of the show, um, which was cr8.lv. That's a little hack for Creative Live. cr8.lv slash seven habits. No dash, no nothing, just cr8.lv slash seven habits. That's last year's podcast on this topic. That was a little bit about reflection, but a little bit more about goal setting looking forward. I specifically, because it was a very popular episode and it's a time of year where I'm, I'm you know, I'm trying to share with you the stuff that I'm actually going through so that I, in some ways I hope it can be helpful. And I felt like the reflection, the, the context and the specifics around reflection were missing. So I hope that you can take a little bit of info, a little bit of joy, um, and please, if you have other things that are useful in your world, share them with me. Direct message me, at me on Twitter is a great way. I look at that stuff every day, um, and uh, or wherever, shout me out. You know how to get a hold of me. I'm on the internet. Um, 
but I'd like to know if this is working. If you want to see if, if there's something that you're doing that I'm leaving out, just a great way to have a two-way conversation. In case you're not subscribed to my l- newsletter, just check out chasejarvis.com slash VIP. Um, put your name there in the email, then you'll get a, a weekly email from me. And I actually read the responses as well. If you want to flip me a note there, you can just hit reply and I actually get that. Now I can't reply to all of them, but I do consume them and I try and consume them en masse every week or two. So, um, there are lots of ways for us to correspond. I appreciate you paying attention to what I do. Um, it's also fair to say that there are a number of, of, uh, habit classes and behavior classes on creative live check out creativelive.com uh, and you know, there's a search bar there in the classes. Just type in habits or behaviors or change or uh, any number of searches that you feel like would merit uh, a good response. And I'm hoping that we will be able to serve up a handful of classes for you. Without any further ado, I want to say I hope you had a fantastic year. Thank you for paying attention. And it's always true that that I believe you can always aspire to make next year, your best year ever. But it starts with today. It starts with you. And um, we're on this journey together. More than anything, I want you to know that I appreciate you. Um, We're all in this together. And let's look forward now to a wicked, uh, productive, fun, joyful. That's the most important thing, right? Joyful, happy 2019. That's crazy. It's 2019. All right. That wraps it up for this episode of The Shizzo. Um, All right. Hope you are with uh, friends or family, or if you're alone and uh, in hunkered down, that you are content as heck. All right. Signing off. Have a great one. I'll see you again next week. All right. That about wraps it up. But uh, hey, before you bounce, two quick things. Um, Actually, I'm going to go three quick things. Thing one, A, thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we're able to have a conversation is awesome. I feel uh, honored to be in your ears right now and that uh, you've paid attention to what I've been doing and what Creative Live has been doing for some time. And whether it's been a day or 10 years, I just want to say thank you. It's also really important to know on the backside of that, that I, I do a lot of responding to comments. So hit me up, on, you know, direct message me on, on Instagram or Twitter or at me. I try and respond as much as possible. So let's have a conversation that transcends me just being in your ears here. Let's try and do it some, somewhere out there in, on the internet land. That's thing one. Thing two, again, I'm not quite sure what channels you pay attention to me and my work, but please go check out. I'm at Chase Jarvis or slash Chase Jarvis or whatever on all the platforms. And it's really important to me. Also, if you wouldn't mind checking out Creative Live, it's something that not only myself, but 120 other committed hardcore badass people come to work every day uh, to build the place where creators and entrepreneurs learn. So check that out. They're just slash creative live or at creative live all over out there on the internet. All right. Until again, uh, probably tomorrow. I hope I'll hear you. I'll be in your ears maybe tomorrow and I'll look for your comments on the internets. Bye.